It's playoffs time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right, pick any team that is still in contention, bet $5, and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code DNBR for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to That's Good Broncos Podcast. I'm at Benchwarmer Brew. Follow us at Benchwarmer Brew. Once we get to a thousand Twitter followers, I am giving away some of my coffee. Uh, Will shirts on the way. Uh, shout out to Matt, who I saw at Costco today. Fan of the show, got a selfie. I'm fully vaxxed. Took the mask off for a selfie in public. Felt freeing. Uh, today's episode sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So use code DNVR when you sign up. DNVR at DraftKings. Take advantage of their offers. Will. Will Keys is here with me to talk about Broncos. Uh, Drew Locke. Some nuggets from his press conferences. Aaron Rodgers going on Kenny Maine's thing. He's in Hawaii. We got Alex Smith talking about the Packers. We got Shannon Sharp in some trouble. A lot of football stuff to talk about. Will, uh, how you doing? I'm doing great. This is press clipping season, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is no actual football taking place. However, you get everybody together, you get the press conferences, you get little snippets of actual football being played for like six to seven seconds at a time. Um, nothing the team doesn't want you to see um, right. will make it to you, which is important. So this is basically um, the month of propaganda in the NFL. But it makes for some interesting content. Yeah. It, this I'm going to play some Drew Locke clips here. Um, he was He was just asked about – uh, the quarterback rumors, and he, I'll play it and we'll react to it. And then Mike Kliss basically asks him about it again, like one, one question later. And so you're right. There's not a lot happening. The Broncos were at practice. Uh, people are trying to do one of two things with Drew Locke. Either ask him about the, the quarterback <laughs> trades or hype up – that he studied with Peyton Manning for nine hours in the off season. And that's going to fix everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's looking good throwing the ball. Uh, I will say I saw Teddy Bridgewater trotting onto the field. Uh, he was wearing number five. I think his helmet had a dark visor on it. He looked cool. Number five, Teddy. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback, but he looked cool. The Broncos, for a moment, looked like they had a very cool quarterback. So I just thought he looked good as a Bronco. Um, that's all, the only thing I can take away from Broncos training camp right now. Uh, and that Von Miller said Noah Fant's his favorite player. So, Yeah, Noah Fant's his favorite player, and Pat Sertan looks bigger than he is, is what he said. Said oh. something about Pat Sertan looking behemoth, which I like to hear out of a corner. 
behemoth. Yeah, he's a, he's a big guy, apparently. Yeah, the, uh, this is definitely also looking cool season. A lot yeah. of guys looking cool in the practice field. It's just nice to see. It's, just, it's nice to see organized football again. We didn't really get it last season. No, last it, season, it, we're totally deprived. So I'm I'm into it. I'm here. As for stupid it. and meaningless as as it is, it is nice just to get some clips of our guys out there. Yeah. Jerry Judy running some routes. Cortland Sutton jogging around, looking good on the knee. Von Miller back. Uh, Von like. Every offseason, this happens with Von Miller, too. They ask him questions, uh, you know, about different guys and stuff, and he is one of the best players at hyping up other players. Like, he did it with, with yeah. Simeon way back, starting with Simeon, I feel like. But he's always like, this dude's awesome. This guy's going to be so good. And I'm sure everybody has it, but I feel like Von Miller, very good at hyping up his teammates, which you want from your your best player, your leader. So it's Agreed. nice. Um, should I should I play this Drew Locke? clip yeah let's, play the first clip. let's hear it and uh this is from you know denver broncos youtube or, or whatever uh, i think troy rank is asking this first question but here it is block out the rumors of the broncos activity this offseason with stafford maybe watson maybe rogers maybe fields was that difficult uh no believe it or not no it was not um because I decided that I was going to develop a plan in this off season. There were going to be really long days, but it was going to be worth every single second of it because regardless of what happened, if I stayed here, if I left, they brought someone in. Um, my mindset was not going to change wherever I went. If I went somewhere, if I stayed here, I was going to be the guy. And I put every single ounce I had into that this off season and being able to do that, gave me zero time to be able to listen to all this stuff that, you know, maybe one day I'll go back and read and laugh about all the things that were being said from these people that end up being completely wrong. So, <laughs> so no, believe it or not. No, it was not hard. <laughs> it was Actually, not it was hard. extremely easy. Uh, that makes me think it, it did annoy him. <laughs> Yeah, hundred well, percent. Yeah, hundred percent annoyed the shit out of him. I mean, it should be like, yeah. If you're a quarterback for an NFL team, a young guy trying to figure it out, and literally every month, it's a different rumor of, uh, like they said, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, like all these guys that fans and media think the Broncos could upgrade by by bringing in. I would imagine that would annoy you, and hopefully it motivates you, I guess. Uh, I like that Drew Locke had a plan this offseason to try and get better, but I'm going to fucking assume sure. every young quarterback should have a plan in the offseason to get better, unless they're Patrick Mahomes. Then I hope he has a plan to get worse. Um, Derek Carr, same thing. Uh, Justin Herbert, same thing. I hope they have plans to get shittier. But... Uh, I just thought he was clearly like annoyed by the question. I don't blame him for it. Like, I think Locke's kind of good at mm, he showcases his emotions a little bit in his uh, press conferences. Would you agree, or is am I just reading into that too much? I, I thought he was. So when he came out of Missouri, everybody kept talking about how he was the best with the media out of that whole draft class, basically. People made a big deal of it at the Senior Bowl, like how good he was uh, in front of the mic. And I feel like it's really easy to let that kind of slip away when the media turns on you a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to say they totally turned on him or that it's not entirely deserved because he, he didn't play well last year. Um, but he's obviously taken a backseat to the Aaron Rodgers rumors. And here's the thing. I don't know how – just just tell the truth. There's no one on that team that hasn't been listening. It's impossible in, yeah. in today's world to be immune from uh, from the chatter and the talk and social media. Like he, he even said – he went out and said that his dad's 
combing through social media and he lets him know whenever uh, one of his teammates comes out and supports him. So yeah, no, it's, it's total bullshit. Uh, just be human and be like, yeah, I've heard it, but I'm, you know, I'm just working on myself right now and I can't control it. That's the easiest yeah. thing to do. But you know, I guess like past generations had a much easier time. Oh yeah. Uh, tuning out the noise because all you do back in those days is you, you don't even turn the TV off. You, you turn a knob and turn the TV off or you like cancel your subscription to the newspaper and like yeah. flick off the radio in the car. Yeah, That's how you tune out the noise. There's two, two ways it was coming to your face, your television or your newspaper. Yeah. Um, or just some person like yelling it at you. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's you it. don't have, uh, you know, millions of fans on Twitter, you know, following you or following your teammates talking right. shit all the time. And I think that's kind of what I guess maybe got lost a little bit in all of this is there are just, there are a handful of quarterbacks. Some are still out there that we think would be upgrades over Drew Locke. Um, it's not like a, a knock on him, but like the, the natural instinct of the fan and the media is to say, oh yeah, this could make the team better. That would solve a lot of problems. And yeah, he's young. He's got to develop, but like, Matthew Stafford would have been an instant upgrade. Deshaun Watson would have been an instant upgrade. Aaron Rodgers will be an instant upgrade. But so he answers his question. You think, okay, that's it. Then Cliss comes in hot and uh, follows it up with this question, Will. Hi, Mike. Yeah, Drew, just uh, it's still kind of going on with Aaron Rodgers, right? So are you not even paying attention to that? And then I have to follow up on that you know that the Aaron Rodgers trade rumors it all is out there. okay um no we had a great practice today have you sort of told people around you not to apprise you of what's being said or written or what they've heard or even maybe what they're upset about have you talked to folks around you about that um I wouldn't say so I'd I'd like to think that the reason why no one said anything to me is because those are probably the the, my really close people in my life and they understand that it's not worth their time either. Um, okay. Whatever happens, happens. They know I'm working hard and that's all they're concerned about. Not what's being said here, what's being said there, what's being said here. And uh, if anyone did say something to me, I mean, it was a zero text back or a no call back because they probably weren't even in my really tight circle and there was no need for me to respond. Ooh, no need to respond. What Damn. was that? Uh, was that T-Mobile? Your like top five oh, yeah. friend circle or whatever? Yeah, I, was it like I want to say it was seven, seven people, seven. maybe. Someone correct us if we're wrong. I remember seven. That was a little bit before I even had. You know, I, I don't think I had seven friends back then. So, yeah. So apparently, if, working on it. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 you were uh, texting Drew Locke uh, about him being traded or yeah. the Broncos acquiring another quarterback, you got booted from that inner How much circle. of an asshole would you have to be to, <laughs> to just text them every single link and just like every single uh, that's good sports video about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers this, this off season. Yeah. You, yeah. No wonder, like, <laughs> of course he wouldn't call back or text back or anything. You'd have to be like his best friend. Just like fucking with him to be able to do that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even then, like that's that's just torturous. Um, but again, yeah, of course he's not going to surround himself with uh, people that are constantly yeah. him of the the rumors and the talk. And this is why these players go through media training. Yeah, just just to say, like, yeah, you know what? I can't control it. And um, we had a great day of practice and that's it. Just like the art of the non-answer because this was him like trying to say the right thing and it kind of backfired a little bit and turned into yeah. a story. So you got a non-answer out of this. Oh, it, it is? It's still going on? <laughs> we we know you know it's still going on, Drew. Yeah. Uh, do, are the Broncos actively interested? We don't really know that. Um, to be a media member, you have to ask – people questions you know they don't want to be asked like that, i can okay, never yeah, go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can never sit exactly. down to drew lock and be like so what do you think about all the the people saying broncos should get aaron Rodgers? 
I mean, I guess maybe I could do that, but after somebody else already asked like the same question, it's just, I get why he would be annoyed. Like I don't blame you're a professional nuisance. Yeah. That's your job. Like, and some people have that kind of personality. Be like, I went to journalism school and they're sick brag. I know there are some (laughs) people who are just like built like that and built to do that job. And I guess like, in the more serious um, parts of life, there there's a definite need for people who just like won't give up until they have the answer. Sports, right? Sports isn't that serious, but we still have that like breed of journalist who's going to go in and, and just ask the same question over and over again until they get an answer or some kind of revealing soundbite. And right. I can never do that. I like. I would suck at it. I would feel terrible, like treating people like that. Yeah, and that's why I'm doing this with you because you know we get to just say stuff. We get to make fun of people's back. Yeah, behind their back. Yeah, Yeah. not to their face. Yes, um, (laughs) which makes me feel uh, a little bit better. I can save face, and so can you. Uh, But it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird part of this whole thing. And I don't know. You you ever think like? Journalists are able to be a little bolder over Zoom maybe than they would be in person. Probably. I'd have more balls on Zoom. It's kind of a uh, weird little disconnect that we still have. Yeah, I think like what I would want to know, what I would really want to know with Drew Locke is like how it actually feels to be heading into your third year as a quarterback and have all of these rumors about other quarterbacks possibly coming in. Like I would want to know like, how that actually made him feel and how he actually dealt with that mentally. But like to get to that, you have to be in a conversation. You have to build up his trust. Like you can't get that from like a press conference. Like he's not going to, you know, unless he's just like an Oprah style sit down. Yeah. You got to be talking and be like, okay, so there, there is all this stuff that happened. Like, what was your approach? And maybe his answer is like the same. Maybe he's like, look, I had a plan this off season where I'm going to mm-hmm. train and do these things. And that's, that's all I cared about. Sure. It sucked to hear this stuff while I'm trying to get better every day. I'm hearing like the team thinks they can get better by bringing in these guys, but I had a plan and I stuck to it and that's fine. But on, on a media presser where you got guy after guy giving you the same shit, you're not going to get there. Or the alternative is if you're in the media go on live television, call a player on the cell phone and don't tell them that their call is being broadcast on live TV to, to thousands of viewers. Like old Shannon Sharp, former fast one on Julio Jones. Um, If we had players numbers, maybe we would do that. Um, I don't know if we'd be above that. I like to think yes. Um, We could do it to Jake Plummer. (laughs) Do you have a cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, what's I, going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, a podcast. See, I thought I really thought Julio knew that Sharp was going to call him live, right? It didn't sound like, like it. I mean, it sounded like a natural conversation, but it sounded it sounded like Julio and Shannon had talked on the phone before. Like there was a, a level of comfort there. That's yeah. what makes it ultra shitty that, <laughs> that Sharp didn't let him know that they were going to be live. And I cut a line out of the episode uh, this week talking about like, I'm not even going to get into the ethical or, you know, the ethical stance of calling a person live on, on television and then right. maybe not knowing. Cause I didn't think it was that important. I was like, yes, yeah, whatever. But Apparently Julio didn't know. Uh, the Falcons are pissed because it hurts their leverage for trade. Also, in the state of California, there's a two-way consent sort of thing. So it's yeah. actually a misdemeanor. <laughs> uh, Sharp sure. could face a, a fine of two thousand dollars, or and or up to a year in prison. I think um, you should get a year in prison for that. I think yeah, like fucking uh, Chong. Remember when Chong had to go to prison? From you know Cheech and Chong, Cheech and Tommy Chong, Chong. Tommy Chong uh, had to go to prison. I, I really, for... my Tommy Chong memories only go back to that '70s show. Ah, uh, well, he had to go to jail for weed, some weed-related thing. He talked about it. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But Shannon Sharp in a minimum security prison for a year. I bet they could figure out a way to do undisputed. Oh, they would live. absolutely do undisputed. For this me, could work out for Shannon. I think this it might could... make the show a lot better too. But I mean, Uncle <laughs> Uncle Shannon uh, in prison. Yeah, if you if you think Shannon Sharp's buff already, send him to jail for a year and see what oh, happens. Oh God, he'd be so ripped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I can come back in my next life and be built like Shannon Sharp, I think that would be like my 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 go-to, my perfect body. Uh, you're almost there. Yeah, almost. I am. Yeah, you're getting there. I give it uh, uh, another six months on the Chuck Norris machine. Yeah, my reverse, my upside down curls on the t- Chuck Norris and endorsed Total Gym. Yeah, it's the suck oh, yeah. your own, suck your own dick machine. I think. <laughs> Is that is that a reverse curl? I don't know. I think uh, if you had a piece of exercise equipment to market, that's just that's the one area that hasn't been uh, tapped out. Yeah, I, you should probably call it the Marilyn Manson machine. Yeah, he's in legal trouble as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there's a warrant out for his arrest. So that's not that's not surprising. I think it's bad shit like domestic violence and sexual assault oh, or right. something. You right, know. right. Well, he's eloquent. There was uh, never any signs Marilyn Manson might be fucked up. Never saw a single sign <laughs> yeah. that guy might be unstable. I don't think anything made me laugh harder than Marilyn Manson on Family Guy when they just made him to be like this clean cut guy, which he is very like. Uh, if you ever hear him talk, like especially around the whole Columbine thing, people are always like shocked about how well spoken he is. It's like, yeah, apparently if you put on that. makeup and like play death metal, I don't know if he's death metal, but whatever genre of music he is, apparently you lose your ability to speak. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we're getting we're getting a little off track. Off track. Let's get back on track, Will. You know how we get back on track? DraftKings Sportsbook. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotion. How big of a stake are we talking about? Because I'm hungry. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $5 into $200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any b-ball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Uh, Bet $5, and if that team wins... You cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team, and that team has to win. Don't forget, DraftKings is also uh, also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, also playoffs going on right now, and much more. I'm assuming golf. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are golfing together in July. I'm sure there'll be some... Some stuff on that. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wagers paid out in credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right oh, i was holding in a burp for a while Perfect there read. that's pro that means i'm ready for the big leagues with colin goward and shannon sharp Skip yeah what happened on colin goward okay this is interesting because i saw alex smith on cowherd talking about uh aaron Rodgers and the packers situation Alex Smith, also very, uh, I think, well-spoken guy. I think he could have a future in media. Um, so basically, they talked about a, a few things, uh, a bunch of boring stuff like, oh, yeah, I, as Alex Smith, I thought Patrick Mahomes was really good. It was an honor to play with him, all this boring shit you don't hear. They got to Aaron Rodgers. Alex Smith is like, the Packers done fucked up. Packers done fucked up hard. Uh, that verbatim what he said. Yeah, he said that on uh, the But he his whole thing was like, I don't understand how the Packers couldn't have consulted Rogers 
in terms of what they were thinking about doing in the draft. Like he was basically saying if, if they wanted to go the route of getting a QB, that's fine. But the guy who spent 16 years in your organization playing at the level that he has, you want to involve him in those talks. And that, I mean, Aaron Rodgers made it pretty clear is like, that's what he's upset about. But hearing Alex Smith talk about it as a guy who had that happen in uh, San Francisco and with the Chiefs and then compared it to the Chiefs because Coward asked him, like, what did the Chiefs do with it? He's like, they talked to me through the whole process. He said multiple times they filled me in on what they were going to do in the draft, that this was a real possibility and how it might play out after the draft. He's like, I appreciated that. And Andy Reid was clear with me, like. They were very open about what they were going to do. He's like, if the Packers are done with that with Aaron Rodgers, they're probably in a different situation. And I bring it up because one, if something, if Rodgers is traded, that's maybe happening next week. Rodgers on Kenny Maine's last show did not, I don't think if you're a Packers fan and you watch that, he did not instill any hope that he's coming back to Green Bay. Um, and we're close. The rumors, the trade rumor. Thank you, Deshaun Watson, for keeping that uh, that hot in January. Uh, mm -hmm. Stafford for a little bit there. And then Rodgers giving me video content. That all might be coming to an end next week or nothing's going to happen and we're just going to wait around until closer to training camp. But that's what Alex Smith said on there. And uh, your thoughts, yeah, no, I, I would agree that the Packers are idiots. I'm not the, – the crazy part is, yeah, they didn't consult Aaron Rodgers, but apparently they didn't even consult Matt LaFleur either. He wasn't oh, even yeah. aware that that was going to happen. So I, I thought it was interesting that he goes on Kenny Main and he, he's talking about – he's like, oh, I love – you know, it has nothing to do with Jordan Love. I'm a big fan of Jordan Love. I'm a big fan of all the coaching staff. I love the fans in Green Bay. He basically lists like everyone in the organization except for the front office and the yeah. GM, Brian, Brian Gutekunst. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, he didn't say anything concrete enough, I think, to make Packers fans really panic. But I certainly, yeah, I certainly would have been wouldn't have been reassured uh, by that yeah. appearance. And that that's his only like interview that he's given since. I think the NFC Championship game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think I think he's been on. Well, I think he's been on McAfee show. Pat McAfee, I guess. Yeah, but not right since after the, the NFC the draft. Yeah, I don't think he's spoken since the draft. Um, I mean, he's singing, and playing guitar, and hanging out with Miles Teller. But uh, yeah, and well, here's what was crazy, right? It's Kenny Mayne's last Sports Center. I did not think that Aaron Rodgers was going to make any sort of significant announcement on ESPN. But I also thought if he's going to do it, what better place to do it than with Kenny Maine? Like if you right. if if Rodgers was going to say like I am definitely not playing in Green Bay ever again, I have to be traded. Like doing that with Kenny Maine would have been a badass move. Um but I, I just didn't think that's it was going to happen then uh, because I don't think Aaron Rodgers knows what's happening yet. Like I, like I said in the episode, I think the only way he comes back is if they clean house in the front office or Aaron Rodgers is convinced by all those people that he doesn't like that they are willing to change literally everything that they do, how they approach life. Like he's like, it's a philosophy. It's about a philosophy. Uh, that's a, like if I were to con try to convince you, Will, that I'm changing my philosophy on life and how I, that's you're going to be like bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You it's, might change uh, the way you do things for a week or two weeks, a month, right. but yeah, can't I change mean, who you are. What happens though if they traded for Julio Jones? What about something like that? Is that that same change in philosophy, right? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe. the only way to like, to do it is to prove it. I think what I got from that is this is just my, my read on the situation. So I don't take this as like fact or like super serious. Facts. We don't got to worry yeah, about that. That's, that's a perfectly good point. But when he talks about like 
it's about the people in Green Bay and there's a problem with philosophy. I think maybe, you know, the shift in sports from, from people to business to analytics, that's kind of what I got from it, that maybe the Packers are running things too much like a business and forgetting about, you know, the actual human beings that they put on the football field. Yeah. That's kind of what I got out of it. And maybe they were treating Rogers kind of like an asset or uh, some, some kind of product that was going to put out diminishing returns over the next few years, as opposed to like this hero legendary figure in green Bay that he is. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's, especially if you come in kind of, uh, and and assume the role of GM late in a in a tenure for for Aaron Rodgers tenure in Green Bay. It's hard to I don't know to to truly grasp that and to put all that in perspective if you're in the Packers front office. Yeah, I think also the most interesting thing he said was this stuff had been put into motion or had been an issue, like before the season like that this has been going on for a while and he said it got complicated it it, he didn't these aren't his exact words but he insinuated it got complicated because he won mvp last year because he played so well it made it even more difficult i think for the packers to move on from him (laughs) like if it, it is you can't get rid of an mvp like you look stupid if you do that so Roger's saying this has been an issue for a while, and then I played my fucking – I played lights out, made it even more difficult uh, is essentially what he said, and I thought that was a really interesting thing for him to say. Like we all know that. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate monkey wrench. Yeah, it's – yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I hope next week I'm just making – cranking out videos about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Broncos or – like, if he doesn't go to the Broncos, I just want him to stay in Green Bay. Uh, well, yeah, because if he's not going to the Broncos, then somebody's got to go into another AFC team. Yeah, it's Raiders. But even beyond that, like, I need somebody to believe in to beat the Buccaneers next season. And outside of Packers, <laughs> right. I don't really know who the fuck that would be. So, um, Okay, let me that? ask you this question about the whole thing. If – the Broncos were completely off the table. How would you how would you assess the Aaron Rodgers situation? Would you be I taking think, the Packers side at all here? I I, I get both sides. Um, it's hard because I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. So I think he should be able to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Um, also I also think Aaron Rodgers is a different person. He's not like a, yeah other QBs. Uh, he's a I think he's got an like a huge ego. I think there's like there's a if you're a Packers fan or you're pa- the Packers organization and you have complaints about Rodgers, those are totally fair. But in my mind, he is good enough to transcend any sort of like character flaw or issue that you might have with him. Um, it, I think ego would be my biggest knock on Aaron Rodgers. I think it's, he's so good, though. But it, it, I think that's an issue. Right. Yeah. And you can't look at the ego and be like, it's unwarranted because it is. Yeah. But that's like Michael right. Jordan, it, it, the yeah, same way, not- right? Like, yeah, it, it matches the level of play, which is, yeah, I don't know, kind of a, it's almost a problem when you get so good and you like you're aware of the fact uh, of how good you are, because yeah. like then nothing, nothing's good enough for you, really. Right, exactly, and that's like even if you came to the Broncos, I would be curious to see after like year two, yeah, yeah where he stands with there? the team. Like I don't know if any organization can continue to satisfy him uh, unless they're winning Super Bowls, right? Uh, you have to, he has to win a Super Bowl. It's the competitiveness, but like, I like Aaron Rodgers kind of like weird laid back uh, dry personality. Like there's humor there. 
I like that he's in fucking Hawaii just fucking around right now instead of being at OTAs. Like, yeah, I think there's like a weird sort of Zen thing almost going on with him. And that excites me. Like at that age, like you kind of want that in your guy, but also you don't want him to just demand to be traded <laughs> because if he goes somewhere else, who's to say he doesn't do this again in a year or two years? Like, yeah. And like the, the jeopardy thing is kind of terrifying too, because you do get the sense that he wouldn't think twice about just retiring whenever. Yeah. And I, I guess I, mean, I he don't. Believes, he believes he can Packers. do both. Yeah. I don't blame the Packers for wanting to have that plan in place. And with, and you can't like if you're trying to create a contingency plan at quarterback, it has to be super aggressive. And if that involves trading up in the first round for a quarterback to make sure you have um, you have a guy in waiting, then that's kind of the deal. But yeah, then obviously they fucked up the communication part of it. So I, you can you can trace this whole situation back really to poor communication. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that's, I would say that's like 90% that's of number every one, problem yeah. on earth. Every <laughs> yeah, problem. Pretty much. Israel uh, Palestine. Communication breakdown by Led Zeppelin basically is how every problem starts. Yeah. Um, I was listening to this interview with uh, Sean McVay this morning on the ringer NFL show. And he was talking about his, his two big things that he, um, like the two core values he tries to hammer home early in training camp every year, character and communication. And then he like asked like the next day, like kept asking players to, uh, to like, like say it back to him. Like what are our two core values? And they're like character and commitment. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no communication. Like it doesn't get talked about, no. ironically, but it is incredibly, yeah. incredibly important. It's, I mean, like, just like human relationships. Like, if yeah. two people have a disagreement, a lot of the time it's going to be because they both think the other person thinks something that is not they true. Not think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't properly convey what they were upset about or what was bothering them. And it's, when you have an expectation of somebody else also that they don't meet, then you feel betrayed. So like Aaron Rodgers having an expectation that the organization is going to do certain things and then they don't, that's a, that's a, a big level of betrayal at his level. That's it's clearly for him and for them, it's hard to patch up. It could be different with most, you know, other players like, Russell Wilson's in a similar situation, but that quieted down. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And so when Adam Schefter said like, this is something there's been little thing here after, after this, all these things kept happening. And that's, you know, he, he obviously dropped the news on draft day because that's the best day to do it. But it didn't mean that there wasn't a bunch of shit that he was noticing and hearing that was building up to it. So uh, right. we find out next week. We'll move on from Aaron Rodgers because it, there's one thing I found. Two more things I want to talk about. Yeah. One thing I found very interesting. Uh, Melvin Gordon said he is willing to mentor, mentor uh, Javante Williams. Because when Melvin Gordon came to the Chargers, Danny Woodhead mentored him. I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard. Which I bring up because uh, my wife Jess, for whatever reason, uh, remembers Danny Woodhead. It's just like a random – like she asked me this season, who did she think was Danny Woodhead? Uh, I forget. She thought probably, Probably not Melvin Gordon. No, no, not, not Melvin. Melvin it was Gordon like, was Danny Woodhead. Maybe it was Julian Edelman or, or Rex Burkhead. She's like, she's like, what's, what's Rex Burkhead? Oh, maybe it was. Maybe I don't know. She's like, well, what's the where's Woodhead at? I'm like what? She's like, where's Danny? The Danny Woodhead guy. I'm like, how the fuck do you remember Danny Woodhead? Uh, but I like the idea of Woodhead mentoring Melvin Gordon, yeah. and in turn Melvin Gordon paying it forward by mentoring. 
uh, Javante Williams. Oh, so incredible. Yeah. Here's I, the thing I want to go ahead. It's Sorry. just, just the image of like Danny Woodhead, like looking up at Melvin Gordon, like trying to tell him things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Danny Woodhead. Okay. Here's, I saw this on Twitter. This will be the last thing we talk about. It was uh, from CBS Sports Headquarters. Okay. I'm going to get the graphic here. The question is, who are you going with for the next 10 years? Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Um, and, you know, right at first, you're like, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, you could do that with a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, hold on. I'm getting the graphic up. I'm, if anybody's listening to this, I apologize. But if you're watching, you're, I also apologize. You're also because, waiting, yeah. Uh, you, you guys you know what they look like, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So just You know what they look like, but I want the that. stats up here. I want the stats up here because I don't think people realize how close these two players are stats wise. There we go. So, and it says right there, numbers are closer than you think. Okay. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson records. Josh Allen, 23 and nine Jackson, 24 and six TD to INT ratio. Josh Allen, 57 touchdowns, 19 picks. Lamar Jackson, 62 touchdowns, 15 picks. Completion percentage, Josh Allen, 64.6. Jackson, 65.3. QB rating, Josh Allen, 97.4. Lamar Jackson, 106.6. Total touchdowns, 74 for Allen, 76 for Lamar Jackson. So very similar. Will, which quarterback do you take for the next 10 years? Uh, my answer is that I think they'll both be good for the next 10 years. Oh, However, smart. If, I, if I had to pick one, smart. I think, uh, I think Josh Allen's game will age a little bit better. Yeah. I totally and Lamar Jackson will slow down for sure. I, he can become more, a more efficient passer. I think he has to become a more efficient passer. He's not a bad passer right now. Uh, but I like that Josh Allen showed that he can get better. Where I don't, I don't think Lamar Jackson got better from year two to year three. I don't think he got worse necessarily. Yeah, but I think Josh Allen got a lot better, and I like the fact that he's able to work on his game and and have it yield results so quickly. Like he did a lot of different things. Like he worked with Jordan Palmer over the off season. Uh, he learned how to improve his footwork, how to bend his knees in the pocket. And those are things that usually take a long time to like hammer down. That's why the whole Drew Locke stuff is kind of questionable because you don't know if the the footwork stuff is going to stick. But Josh Allen made it stick during the regular season. It totally paid off and made him a uh, turn him into a top five, six quarterback. So yeah, I like that part of it. I you can't really go wrong either way. But I will take Josh Allen by a hair. Yeah, I. You said a lot of what I was thinking. Um, I think those numbers would be really interesting if you just took Josh Allen's first two seasons. I think yeah. Lamar Jackson looks way better. Um, and yes, Josh Allen can still probably get better. Like I don't think he's going to have a better season this year because last season was so good for him. But the fact that he has gotten better every year in the league, like you have to believe that – you know, by years five and six, when everything really starts to dial in for the QBs, like mentally, um, that, yeah, by from year six to 10, I think Josh Allen will probably be a better quarterback in the NFL. But I also think Lamar Jackson gets unfairly criticized when he doesn't have a big passing game. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the body of his work, he's a better passer than he gets credit for. But he has games where, like last year specifically, uh, where he would pass for like 100 yards, you know, and the Ravens didn't look as dominant because defenses were playing them differently. Like defenses figured out a little bit more how to try and defend the Ravens offense. But like Lamar Jackson is incredibly dynamic. But at some point, he's not going to be the fastest guy on the field. And you hope by that time, 
and he's got more time to develop as a passer because uh, he's so good with his legs as well. Um, the legs will be good for a while, but he can continue to get better as a passer. And I think that's, we don't know where his ceiling is as a passer. Uh, and then the, what was the other thing? Oh yeah. The other thing is Josh Allen, I think has more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson, like 25 to 24, something crazy. And that's those Allen's first two seasons. There were a ton of rushing touchdowns, but as Allen gets better, he's still dangerous with his legs as well. Right. Um, but either way, two years ago, Lamar Jackson was my favorite quarterback to watch in the league because he was just doing crazy shit. Last year, Josh Allen was one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the league because I didn't see his leap and improvement coming. And by December, I had to root for the Bills anyway. To I needed somebody to hitch my wagon to for the playoffs. So... Uh, both, I agree. Both, both will probably and, be good. And the Broncos rolled with Case Keenum over both of them. Yes, classic. I don't want to play. I don't want to play uh, revisionist history on that one because people are ready to roast the Broncos. Oh, they were like this close from taking Josh Allen, and uh, people are going to have a field day with it. And also, think Josh Allen would not have been as good. In Denver, yeah, we've talked about that. And Lamar well, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> they both went to the perfect fucking place. Like yeah. Lamar Jackson went to one of the few organizations was like, this guy's got a crazy set of skills that we can do something a little bit different with our offense to make him succeed. And they built that yeah. way. Uh, and, and I mean, and it's not new. Uh, who's their their coordinator? Greg Roman, offensive yeah. coordinator. He did that with Kaepernick in San Francisco, where you got a guy who who can run and pass incredibly well, and you're not sure which one he's better at doing. So fucking let him do both. <laughs> you know, give him the time to develop as a passer because that's the hardest thing for quarterbacks. So Roman comes in, they do it, and yeah, that's. I don't think Lamar. I think he'd be good in a lot of places, but not at the level he good, is. Yeah. Not at the level he is. And the same with, with Josh Allen. He went to the place where they were going to have patience and put up with two full bad seasons. Basically what we've done with Drew Locke, but they weren't even full seasons. They were half bad seasons. So, uh, yeah, it takes it takes patience by the fans, by the organization, and you hope the guy gets it. And that third one's what you don't know. Maybe things click for Locke, and, yeah, he's better. I don't think he'll be as good as Josh Allen, but – he might be better this year. He should be better. <laughs> should be better right. than he was. I don't know if better's like 20th best QB, uh, you know, 15 middle of the road guy, or if he breaks like, oh, he's a top 10 quarterback. That's what I'm going to find out. I mean, I think out. what Josh Allen showed us is that some really – with those talented guys, because Drew Locke is incredibly talented, I think. But with those guys, a few tweaks can make a yeah. massive difference. If you already have all the tools, yeah, it really exactly. just takes a little bit of consistency and a little bit of improvement in the fundamentals to become to go from one of the worst quarterbacks to one of the best. So yeah. I think that's why people are, you know, hesitant to give up on him, including the team. Yeah, no, I, like I don't think you should give up on him unless you get another guy that you know is. Yeah, that. exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's a handful of quarterbacks who we know are better than him right now. Also, the argument I'm tired of is people thinking Aaron Rodgers only has like two years left in the tank. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> you, are you watching quarter, how long quarterbacks are playing? Uh, also, he's he's really focusing on changing his, his diet and uh, like removing inflammation. For, uh, that's also what we learned from uh, Kenny Mayne. Mm -hmm. which sounds stupid and i don't want to give the tb12 method like more like any more credit than it deserves but eating fucking healthy uh when you're hitting your late 30s uh helps mitigate inflammation in your body this is this is science you can remove some of that stuff and you can alleviate injuries uh and recover from them more quickly and as quarterbacks figure that out they can play longer doesn't mean he won't get hit and break his fucking collarbone again or some shit, but 
He can play five more years easy. I would easily bet Rodgers got five more years left to yeah. play. I think he. So, I think he will play as long as he wants to. Yeah, exactly. Um, besides those broken bones, like pretty healthy throughout his entire career. So, yeah. anyway, I think we did a podcast. What do you think? I, I think that's exactly what we did. We did one. Forty-eight minutes. That's kind of the perfect time to get out. The perfect time allotted yes next week we will hopefully find out what happens <laughs> god i hope so <laughs> if not i don't know how much longer i can take it i've got to move on mentally at some point i've got to recommit to <laughs> drew lock at some point so uh that's where we're at thanks for listening benchwarmerbrew.com at benchwarmerbrew we get to a thousand twitter followers uh, I will start giving away some coffee. Will shirts come in? Uh, John Elway, good nighted and good luck to his ACL. Never had one. It's playoffs time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with the chance to turn $5 into 200 That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy, and if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right, pick any team that is still in contention, bet $5, and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40-1 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.